Good morning. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 164. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. Hymn number 164. Scriptural will be given by Wendy from South Carolina. Acts. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. John. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but, but was sent to bear witness of that light. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elias? And he saith, I am not. Art thou that prophet? And he answered, No. Then said they unto him, who art thou, that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? He said, 
I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 158. It came upon the midnight clear, that glorious song of old, the angels bending near the earth, their wondrous story told of peace on earth, goodwill to men, from heaven's all-gracious King. The world in solemn stillness lay to hear the angels sing. Hymn number 158. <laughs> 
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin most Sunday mornings here with our roundtable discussion, which is a little bit of a training session in practical Christian science. And this morning we did not have one, but you can hear the one from last Sunday. It's on our website, plainfieldcs.com, and it's also available on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. And next Sunday, we will resume our regular roundtable discussions at 10 a.m. Sunday morning. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m., and that Sunday school is available to children literally anywhere in the world. It has its own teleconference number, and many of our Sunday school children don't live in the area, and they attend via telephone. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number, and our Sunday school teachers would be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally transformed through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. We have, I believe, 17 different websites, all in different languages, and they contain the very finest Christian science literature. They also contain hymns and singing and all of what we offer on all of our websites is absolutely free of charge. Freely we have been given, and freely we give. <laughs> and I'd like to point out this morning uh, an article that is featured on our English website entitled, What Christmas Means to Me by Mary Baker Eddy. This Christmas Eve day, this is particularly beautiful and particularly important that we remember what Christmas stands for. And a reminder to everyone that we will have a special Christmas Eve candlelight service later today, and it will begin at 5 p.m., East Coast time here in New Jersey. So, and that service will be broadcast over the internet so everybody can listen and uh, enjoy. It'll be a very holy time. And we look forward to seeing all of you here, if not in person, remotely. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings 
which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Shahidat from Maryland. On page 450, I take advantage of, of the great privilege granted us to give my testimony for Christian Science through the pages of our much beloved journal. The blessing has been so bountiful that words can but poorly express my gratitude. A little over six years ago, a relative came from Denver, Colorado to visit us. She was a Christian scientist, having herself been healed of a severe claim that MDs, drugs, and climate could not relieve. And her husband having been in the drug business, she had had a chance to give them a fair trial. My sister-in-law did not talk much on the subject, as I remember, but what was better, lived the truth before us as she realized it. One day, a very blessed day to me, I ventured to open Science and Health and read the first sentence in the preface. I closed the book wondering what more it could contain, this seeming to cover the whole ground. When my sister-in-law returned to the room, I asked her if I might read it. Her reply was, yes but begin at the first. That night, after all had retired, I began to read. Within 48 hours, I destroyed all drugs, applications, etc. Notwithstanding the, the fact that my husband had just paid $50 to a traveling specialist for part of a treatment. But the drugs disappeared, all ailments of nine years standing, which MDs had failed to relieve. I'm sorry. With the drugs disappeared ailments of nine years standing, which MDs have failed to relieve. I now understand that my sudden healing was due to my turning completely away from material methods, for I was convinced I should never use them again. I realized that God was my health, my strength, my life, therefore all. As I read Science and Health, I wondered what, why others had not discerned this truth physicians, ministers, and others who had devoted their lives to benefit mankind. Yes, why? Because they have been seeking in the opposite direction to truth, namely for cause and effect in matter, when all cause and effect are mental. I mention physicians and ministers because one class claims to heal disease, the other claims to heal sin, but Christian science heals physically and morally. It contains all. Its leaves are for the healing of all the nations. By LBA, Memphis, Tennessee. The Bible and the Christian Science textbook are our only preachers. We shall now read scriptural texts and their correlative passages from our textbook. These comprise our sermon the canonical writings together with the word of our textbook, corroborating and explaining the Bible texts in their denominational spiritual import and application to all ages, past, present, and future, constitute a sermon undivorced from truth, uncontaminated or fettered by human hypotheses, and authorized by Christ. And today's lesson sermon can be found on page 28 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, 
Christ Jesus. The golden text is from Ephesians. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. The responsive reading is from Ephesians. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Bruce will now read. I'll read from the Bible, Luke. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, 
the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angels said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. John And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews 
containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now, and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. Philippians. If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love being of one accord, of one mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. 
and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Carol will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Jesus of Nazareth taught and demonstrated man's oneness with the Father, and for this we owe him endless homage. His mission was both individual and collective. He did life's work aright, not only in justice to himself, but in mercy to mortals, to show them how to do theirs, but not to do it for them, nor to relieve them of a single responsibility. Jesus acted boldly against the accredited evidence of the senses, against pharisaical creeds and practices, and he refuted all opponents with his healing power. Jesus was the offspring of Mary's self-conscious communion with God. Hence, he could give a more spiritual idea of life than other men and could demonstrate the science of love, his father or divine principle. Born of a woman, Jesus' advent in the flesh partook partly of Mary's earthly condition Although he was endowed with the Christ, the divine spirit without measure. This accounts for his struggles in Gethsemane and on Calvary. And this enabled him to be the mediator or way shower between God and men. Had his origin and birth been wholly apart from mortal usage, Jesus would not have been appreciable to mortal mind as the way. Rabbi and priest taught the Mosaic law, which said, an eye for an eye, and whoso sheddeth men's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. Not so did Jesus, the new executor for God, present the divine law of love, which blesses even those that curse it. As the individual ideal of truth, Christ Jesus came to rebuke rabbinical error and all sin, sickness, and death, 
to point out the way of truth and life. This ideal was demonstrated throughout the whole earthly career of Jesus, showing the difference between the offspring of soul and of material sense, of truth and of error. The divine origin of Jesus gave him more than human power to expound the facts of creation and demonstrate the one mind which makes and governs man and the universe. The science of creation, so conspicuous in the birth of Jesus, inspired his wisest and least understood sayings and was the basis of his marvelous demonstrations. Christ is the offspring of spirit, and spiritual existence shows that spirit creates neither a wicked nor a mortal man, lapsing into sin, sickness, and death. Our master taught no mere theory, doctrine, or belief. It was the divine principle of all real being which he taught and practiced. His proof of Christianity was no form or system of religion and worship, but Christian science, working out the harmony of life and love. Christ came to destroy the belief of sin. The God principle is omnipresent and omnipotent. God is everywhere, and nothing apart from him is present or has power. Christ is the ideal truth that comes to heal sickness and sin through Christian science and attributes all power to God. Jesus is the name of the man who, more than all other men, has presented Christ, the true idea of God, healing the sick and the sinning, and destroying the power of death. Jesus is the human man, and Christ is the divine idea, hence the duality of Jesus the Christ. His consummate example was for the salvation of us all, but only through doing the works which he did and taught others to do. His purpose in healing was not alone to restore health, but to demonstrate his divine principle. He was inspired by God, by truth and love in all that he said and did. The motives of his persecutors were pride, envy, cruelty, and vengeance inflicted on the physical Jesus, but aimed at the divine principle, love, which rebuked their sensuality. <clears throat> From early boyhood, he was about his father's business. His pursuits lay far apart from theirs. His master was spirit, 
Their master was matter. He served God. They served mammon. His affections were pure. Theirs were carnal. His senses drank in the spiritual evidence of health, holiness, and life. Their senses testified oppositely and absorbed the material evidence of sin, sickness, and death. Our Heavenly Father, divine love, demands that all men should follow the example of our Master and his apostles, and not merely worship his personality. The nature of Christianity is peaceful and blessed, but in order to enter into the kingdom, the anchor of hope must be cast beyond the veil of matter into the Shekinah into which Jesus has passed before us. And this advance beyond matter must come through the joys and triumphs of the righteous, as well as through their sorrows and afflictions. Like our master, we must depart from material sense into the spiritual sense of being. The man of sorrows best understood the nothingness of material life and intelligence and the mighty actuality of all-inclusive God, good. These were the two cardinal points of mind healing, or Christian science, which armed him with love. The highest earthly representative of God speaking of human ability to reflect divine power, prophetically said to his disciples, speaking not for their day only, but for all time, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And these signs shall follow them that believe. The promises will be fulfilled. The time for the reappearing of the divine healing is throughout all time. And whosoever layeth his earthly all on the altar of divine science drinketh of Christ's cup now and is endued with the spirit and power of Christian healing. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 222. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Hymn number 222.
bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, good will to men. I thought as now this day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rung so long the unbroken song of peace on earth good to men and in despair I bowed my head there is no peace on earth I said for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth Let's now sing hymn number 362. To us a child of hope is born, to us a son is given. Him shall the tribes of earth obey, and all the hosts of heaven, and all the hosts of heaven. Hymn number 362.
read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, third chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind in its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal air. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Philippians. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.